After Ohio State's win over Purdue, some Buckeye fans are asking this question. Should Dallin Hayden play? I answer the question for you here on Locked on Buckeyes. You are Locked on Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Buckeye fans? Welcome back for an episode of Locked on Buckeyes. For the Locked on Podcast Network, I am your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. It is Monday, October 16th in the year 2023, and this episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked on College for $20 off your first purchase during today's episode we go over the Devin Brown package and if I think the Buckeyes should continue to use it and if Steel Chambers should play more than Cody Simon but first the question is simple should Dallin Hayden play some might say yes some might be on the side of Ryan Day and prefer for him to redshirt this year. But whatever side you are on, you know where you are. You know why you stand where you stand, and that's where you are right now. But as for me, it was really odd for me to hear Ryan Day say the plan was to redshirt Dallin Hayden, especially with how he played last year as a freshman, especially with the issues the Buckeyes offense has had this year running the ball. I thought for sure if you see a way or an area that Dallin Hayden can make you better right now, you play him. Yes, I understand the utilization of a red shirt. I also understand how hard it is for the Buckeyes to run the ball and how hard it will be for them to accomplish every goal they have this year if the run game stays the way that it is right now. And after Saturday's performance, 11 carries for Dallin Hayden, 76 rushing yards, 6.9 yards a pop, and one touchdown. There is a valid question to ask, should Dallin Hayden play? Let's look at the running back room as a whole first before trying to dive into and answer this question. The running back room at Ohio State is very very odd this year. You got five guys that some say, Five guys can play. And I don't want to say five because I don't think Evan Pryor is realistically in the conversation of someone who can play right now as being one of the best guys that when he's on the field, he brings something that is unique. Yes, he can be a little unique, but also he is very, very green out there, has not played a lot of college football. So, no, I don't think in this conversation when you can say, yeah, there's five guys. No, I say there's four guys that have showed me in the previous season, they are good at running the football for the Buckeyes. That's Henderson, that's Trainum, that's Mayan Williams, and that's Dallin Hayden. That's it, based off things we saw last year. What have we seen this year? Henderson is good. I mean, can be, but he's not consistent, and he still struggles in some of the areas that he struggled with last year. Once again, he is not healthy. Jeff Trainum, full-time running back. What are you seeing? I've said it numerous times, he needs more touches. But right now, he went down with a really hard hit over the weekend, has a concussion. I don't think he's playing against Penn State later this week. Okay, cool. That's number two. Another running back. You got Mayan Williams, who 
I don't think he's been healthy all year. He was not healthy last year. He missed this past Saturday's game, and who knows if he's playing this upcoming Saturday against Penn State. Then he got Dallin Hayden, the only guy over the past, what, 18, whatever, 20 games, whatever the Buckeyes have played, um, 19 games so far between last year and this year, that never got hurt. <laughs> um, he's been productive every time he's on the field, and it might have the best vision of any back at Ohio State. So the current room, there's four guys that can play, that have shown you that they're productive when they're on the field and that they can get things done. The top three are hurt, easily hurt. One of them is, I for sure, I, I don't think he hasn't been ruled out yet. I'd be shocked if Chip Tranum plays next weekend. Chip is gone. Um, the other two, who knows if Henderson and Williams are going to be available next week. So you might be forced to play Dallin Hayden which might be the best thing for Ohio State right now. Even if everybody was healthy, if Chip was healthy, Mayan was healthy, Travion was healthy, Hayden's healthy, and Evan Pryor's healthy. Even if all five of those guys, the top five backs in Ohio State's running back room, if all five are healthy, I still think Dallin Hayden should play. I also believe this. I don't know how they work him into the rotation right now because you're literally in midseason. It was discussing a conversation that we had in 2020. Now, I went through last week and discussed the train sermon impact when he got into midseason form. It was lights out for everybody that was on the other side of them. Clemson, uh, Northwestern, it was lights out. Northwestern's defense that year was really, really, really good. There was a reason why Justin Fields in the Big Ten Championship in 2020 had a hard time throwing the ball, and his numbers were pedestrian. They were bad. Why? Because Northwestern was really, really good. Now, granted, he took what the defense gave him that day, which wasn't much. Wasn't much at all. But for Dallin Hayden, number five at Ohio State, yes, he might be number five in the roster, but he's number one in somebody's heart, and he might be number one in your heart as well when it comes to who has your heart that's in that RB room. Man, vision, best in the room. Uh, best out of the top four guys that we have seen that have played consistent ball, best out of all of them. Um, he hits the hole quicker and harder than the other guys that are out there. I don't know if he's quicker than Henderson, or train him or mine. I don't know about all that. I don't think he's faster than Travion or Chip or mine. But for some reason, he gets that ball, he finds a hole, gets there quickly, and gets to the second level and gets positive yards when he's on the field. And it wasn't just on Saturday. We saw that a year ago as well. Think about last year's Maryland game. Think about last year in Michigan. Who did you want to have the ball? Dallin Hayden, who didn't have a lot of touches that game. Number five in the roster. So to me, should Dallin Hayden play? The answer is simple. It's yes. Absolutely he should play. How much should he play? I don't know. If you're going to tell me the top top four guys are Henderson, Chip, Mayan, and Dallin, you can mix the order in however you want to. Do you still want him to play and have more? Let's say Henderson has 12 carries and Dallin only has five. Is that what you want? I don't think so. But how do you mix him in with the other guys? that are clearly above him in the RB room? I don't know. But you got to get the guy on the field and put the ball in, the, in his hands because he totes the rock, he gets positive yards, and I'm sitting there in the stands saying, 
he's playing like a guy that's played four or five games this year. He's only played in one game. He had a catch in that game prior to that game uh, a, a few days ago. He gets in, 11 carries, 76 rushing yards. And how bad has the Buckeyes rushing been this year? The third leading rusher for the Buckeyes so far this season, Mayan Williams, 96 rushing yards. In one game, if they would have kept giving him the ball, Dallin Hayden could have had the third most rushing games of any Buckeye running back all year through six games. For That's, that's what the Buckeyes have played. He's only played in one where he carried the ball. Hey, man, I'm no rocket scientist, but I call it how I see it. Should Dallin Hayden play? Absolutely. <laughs> Will he play on Saturday? That's literally to be determined. Coming up next, we discuss and dive into the Devin Brown package. And if Ohio State should continue to use it, it's coming at you next on Locked On Buck Guys. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. It's a place to find last-minute seats. Find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. With zone deals, you pick the section and game time picks the seats for an average of 18% savings. And the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and roll for less, game time will credit you. 110% of the difference. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On College for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks. PrizePix is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than two to six players that projections and watch the winnings roll in. Price picks is really simple to play. I can make my picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what makes Price Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Price Picks offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, Price Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Go to prizepicks.com once again slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks daily fantasy sports made easy. Thank you for making Locked on Buckeyes your first listen or even first watch of every single day. This week is going to be big here 
on the show. We're having our mid-season grades for offense and defense, every position group, and we're even splitting the secondary into corners and safeties. We're giving each one a grade. With this, I believe this is the third season we have done this year at Locked on Buckeyes, providing mid-season grades. I'm going to be very harsh and critical and proper when analyzing these each position group, and I hope you are as well. Also, trying to schedule a crossover with Locked on Nittany Lions to preview the big matchup. Game day is going to be there. Big noon is going to be there. It's definitely a big day in Columbus. And then Friday, we share our final thoughts. But for the Buckeyes and the Nittany Lions, battle it out in the shoe. On Saturday, we got to see a package that I was not expecting to see. Friday night, I got to cover a high school football game. And one thing that I said to a guy at pregame was, hey, I saw a video of Andrew Barker throwing the football and he was throwing the ball deep and he had a decent arm. I wouldn't be shocked if today we see Andrew Barker, a tight end for the Kokomo Wildcats, end up throwing the ball because Reese Beard, who's a little guy playing quarterback, isn't the best thrower of the ball. If Kokomo was to throw a wrinkle at Lafayette Jeff, that's the way to do it. And we saw Andrew Barker th- play quarterback, but it was because <laughs> the Wildcats are forced to throw the ball because they were down 13 points at the time, trying to come back in the fourth quarter to win the game. So that was Friday night. And then Saturday, I wasn't really expecting to see a Devin Brown package in short yardage in the red zone, but we did see it the first time. Great. Capital Buckeyes capitalized on the opportunity that was in front of them. They scored a touchdown. What do we see the second time? Devin Brown package. Devin Brown came onto the field. Devin Brown fumbled while trying to dive into the end zone for a touchdown. Now, granted, that, that may happen. It's football. Um, fumbles do happen. Ball security, especially in that situation where you're more of a thrower of the ball than a ball carrier of the ball. You might find yourself doing things. You're like, wait, oh, 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 I'm acting out of character. Oops, this mistake was made. Ultimately, this mistake turned the ball over. Purdue recovered the fumble in the end zone. Referee signals for a touchback. Boilermakers got the ball first and 10. So when it comes to the Devin Brown package, I don't even know, really understand and think that it's I like it's great because does Devin Brown truly bring you give you more on the field than Kyle McCord does? When Devin Brown's on the field, everybody knows he's running the ball, especially in short, in short yardage. Now there are times that play action can work, and you may be able to uh, throw out of it because Devin Brown can throw. He threw a fifty-eight yard touchdown pass to Brandon Ennis over the weekend. So we know that he can throw. He, I believe he actually threw, threw Cardinal Tate his first touchdown pass as well um, earlier this season. So he has an arm. He has a decent arm on him. But I don't know if you bring in Devin Brown if it's that much more of a running threat than Kyle McCord on the field. The one advantage that Devin Brown does bring to the table is he is a bigger body than Kyle McCord. Now, was it 30 pounds? No. But there is a little bit more mass. It is visible when you see it when Devin Brown's on the field versus when Kyle McCord's on the field. My thought about this short yardage situation is, is it needed? Does it make you better? If it makes you better, if it makes your offense better, great. Go ahead and do it. But if Devin Brown does not give you a sizable gap if there's not a sizable gap in the abilities that Devin Brown has versus Kyle McCord has in the running the ball category 
I don't know if that's needed for Ohio State's offense right now. Granted, it didn't answer and it did fix some of the short yardage uh, um, issues the Buckeyes may have had previously. Now, this was only in the red zone. Did not see this outside of that. Um, third down, third and short, second and short. You didn't see Devin Brown come in and be more of a – really, he's more of a wildcat quarterback If he, in those situations. I understand you look out to you look out there and say, oh, 33 for Ohio State. That is a quarterback. If I look out there and see 33, I have to remember it's a quarterback because generally I think that cat's going to tote the rocket runner like a running back. It's not always the case when Devin Brown's on the field. I don't know if this is needed, just being honest with you. And it's not a knock with that on Devin Brown. I think Kyle McCord does just fine in short yardage when the right things are called. I think the situation that what we're learning is play calling has been a bigger issue in short yardage. Sometimes personnel and needing experience and players working together is better, is more needed in short yardage than actual personnel in short yardage. What do we also see? Getting little Caden Curry out there once again in short yardage. I, another kid. I was another another Buckeye. I got to see Dewan Jones playing high school more on the basketball court than on the football field, but another, another, another Buckeye. They got to see in high school and the things he did at all. He was doing at Ohio state and Dewan Jones being an athletic freak on the field. I saw Caden Curry do a lot of these things as well for center Grove, being able to play it inside and outside. Uh, I saw him play a lot of nose tackle, which at two fifty in high school, you would think, okay, great. Like he had some size on him. He was quick enough to get up, to get around centers and guards in high school. Quick enough to get around the edge in high school. He played literally every position along the D-line and dominated while doing it. And that motor that we see in Columbus that Caden Curry has that is just going and going and going and going and going. It's the same thing a lot of us witnessed when he was playing football for the Center Grove Trojans. So when it comes to Caden Curry in these, these situations, I think he needs to be there in short yardage no matter what. But the biggest thing to me when it comes to Devin Brown, who else is on the field? If you're going out there and too tight and your second tight end is a is an offensive lineman who's disguised in an eligible receiver number, okay, cool. Luke Montgomery, Te- uh, Tegro, Tishabola, whoever it might be. And then you bring in, uh, you have Kate on the other side. You bring, in, you bring in Kate and Curry. Okay, that's a beefy lineup. You're telling everybody you're running the ball. Here's something else that you have with Caden Curry out there. I'm going to get more to De- Devin Brown in a second. I've seen him catch a touchdown pass as well in short yardage, in the red zone, out of the in the flat as a fullback in that position. There's so many wrinkles. It don't matter if it's Devin Brown or Kyle McCord. Both of those guys can get the job done running the ball in short yardage. If this is what Ryan Day wants to do with the quarterbacks and eventually play two, maybe. I remember watching Swamp Kings. Urban Meyer brought in a quarterback that was different than Chris Leak in Tim Tebow and added a different wrinkle to the offense for the Gators, and it was a sizable gap between the skill sets of Chris Leak and Tim Tebow. That's not the same in Columbus. So if you want to say, hey, it's needed, I will say, no, it's not needed. And I will also say the gap that you want to bring in a different wrinkle of a quarterback at that time, there's no sizable gap between what those two guys do in that situation. Cool. 
Keep running the Devin Brown package if you want to. I don't see a reason. I don't think it's necessary. Coming up next, we we dive into the Buckeyes defense. Haven't done that a lot <laughs> in today's show, but we want to touch on Cody Simon and Steel Chambers and discuss which one should play more for the Buckeyes defense. That's coming next on Locked on Buckeyes. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Athletic Brewing. Now time for your Game Changer of the Week, brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. Much like Dallin Hayden, Athletic Brewing has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. Dallin Hayden, his number was called. Ohio State's top two of the top three running backs were unavailable for the game on Saturday. The guy who was starter was a starter in the game. Chip Tranum goes down, has a concussion, leaves the game. Yes, the Buckeyes used Xavier Johnson in a running back role. Did very well doing that. But Dallin Hayden called upon to run the ball for the first time this season. 11 carries, 76 rushing yards, 6.9 yards per carry, and one touchdown. He was definitely a game changer for the Buckeyes in a win over Purdue. You can find Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you or buy online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can use code LOCKEDON to get 15% off your first online order. That's code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Near beer, exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. Thank you for making Locked On Buckeyes your first listen or first watch of every single day. Coming up this Friday, Locked On College Football Kickoff Live is back it is a live show that you that airs right here on the Locked on Buckeyes YouTube channel at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's your place to get conversations on playoff implications, the rivalry games, and looking ahead to what is coming up in college football. They'll look back to Notre Dame beating USC. They'll look back to Washington beating Oregon. Look ahead to the weekend, Ohio State, Penn State, and other big games going on in the sport. You can watch it live on the YouTube at Locked on Buckeyes, or you can watch it in a playback form on the same YouTube page. Just subscribe to the page as well. Also, get it in the audio form, Apple, Spotify, or the Odyssey app, wherever podcast app of your choosing, you can get this live show there in an audio form for you to, for you to enjoy in your free time. Cody Simon. Or still Chambers? It's a question that I think came up during a recent press conference. Jim Nill spoke to the media after Ryan Day did. And what did we find? We found that the question I do believe somebody was asking about C.J. Hicks. Jim Nill said, don't forget about Cody Simon. And so I understand where he's coming from. I think you just got to figure out why in the world are your linebackers not playing good ball. Like they're easily the, I think easily the linebackers are good, but they're not the most consistent on the defense. I think if you want to talk about the, uh, a position on the group on the team that's had some issues at times this year defensively, it's easily, easily the linebackers. On offense, the weakest weakest link is easily the O-line, which has gotten better, was better against Purdue. We're not talking about them having issues once again during our, our reaction pod yesterday or our show today, so the, both of those things are true. But 
Also, I do believe when it comes to defense, Cody Simon is still Chambers. There's one thing that Simon may do better than Chambers. There's one thing Chambers may do better than Simon. Simon may be better in the run game, and Chambers may be better in pass coverage. So it might be one of those things that's situational, just like Jordan Hancock and Sonny Styles. One thing the defensive coaches have done a great job of is adjusting and utilizing the talent on the team to the best of their ability, realizing Sonny Styles is phenomenal he's a great football player but at times he's not the best for the situation you bring him out you put Hancock in things are great things roll what else do you find you find that you find that occasionally you might have a team that run the ball runs the ball a little bit more okay put Simon in pull Chambers and then put Chambers back in in past situations what does that do it allows you to put the right guys on the field, they give you the best chance and opportunity to be successful. What would I like to see the Buckeyes do on offense? Do a little bit of the same thing. It's a little bit different, though, because if you pull Fleming out, you know the guy coming in is probably going to be a pass play, so that's going to add some issues there to how an opposition can block you and cover you. And I said, don't say block can cover you in uh, pass passing situations. Because I'm thinking, like on offense, what changes would I like to see? Maybe you pull out a guy in Fleming who's not really a threat in the pass game, can be not really showing it consistently at all, and you put in a Tate or you put in an Ennis. Why? Because they're good. They have showed you. Over and well, they Tate over and over again, and it's just had his first catch of his career, which is also a 58 yard touchdown pass. Oh man, what a way to make uh, your first play and first statement as a Buckeye! Hey, put me in back of a QB, pitch and catch, avoid a, a few tacklers, get on in that end zone. What a way to make your first statement and make a name for yourself here in Columbus. Man, I love that. I love what it is brings to the table. Can't wait to see him out there killing it as an Ohio State Buckeye receiver. But you got to figure out, is it a situational thing or is it Simon's better play him, start him, or Chambers is better start him and figure out that way? I see them using them more the same way they use Hancock and Styles than the way that the running back room is being utilized and not really knowing what's going to come next. Or like we have seen before, oh, you make a mistake, you're getting pulled. I don't think that's the way Jim Knowles or the de- or the defense is going to run itself going forward. Cody Simon made a great name for himself, made a made a good uh, contribution, and showed, hey, you put me on the field, I can be a big piece of the pie and make a name for myself. The top three tacklers for Ohio State over the weekend were all linebackers. Eichenberg had eight. Simon had seven, Chambers had four, Ike had one TFL, Simon had one TFL. These guys, whatever they found out there with those three, with that you that with that trio, it worked to perfection. Only giving up seven points. Now, granted, Purdue missed two field goals. Still, you still only gave up seven points. That's great. That is huge. And I love that, hey, maybe the Buckeyes found something at linebacker that can get these guys playing better football consistently going forward. Man, it's a lot of fun. This show is fun. 
Well, we got another big one coming tomorrow. Mid-season grades for Ohio State offensive position groups. Quarterback, running back, tight end, O-line, and receivers. That's coming at you tomorrow. Trust me. This is going to be good. It's going to be hot. You don't want to miss it. How do you not miss it? Subscribe to Locked on Buckeyes on YouTube. Hit that bell so you are notified when that video gets uploaded. Also, smash the like button. Leave a comment on this video as well. If you're an audio podcast listener, subscribe or follow on Apple, on Spotify, on the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your fine podcast. Subscribe there to get this podcast. Apple or Spotify, leave a five-star review and a rating. It's greatly appreciated. You can follow me on X at jstevens07. You can send all of your emails to jstevens317 at gmail.com. This has been Locked on Buckeyes here on a Victory Monday. I love that sound. I'll see you next time.